good afternoon and good evening to all you wonderful listeners out there. This is IDK Adulting, a podcast about those adult skills that we should know, wish we knew, but we somehow don't. And I'm your host, Abby Beezer. Okay, so I am your hostess, Abby Beezer. I am a 21-year-old senior studying English literature here at Brigham Young University. This podcast was created as part of the undergrad podcast lab here, and I wanted to do this podcast because there's a lot of adult skills that I feel like I don't know yet and I should know, especially because I'm about to graduate in April, and after that I'm going to be going off to graduate school, potentially in a different state, and this may makes me a little bit nervous, but also has helped me realize I don't know what I'm doing in a lot of areas of my life, like writing papers about Shakespearean elements of different books or just heck Shakespeare himself. I'm fine with that. I can write about that. I can write about poetry. I cannot do my taxes. So anyway, I want to do this podcast so that I could learn about these things so I could help someone else learn about it. So yeah, so the topic for this week is going to be the basics of taxes. I kind of got the idea for this because honestly, my mom brought it up. I love her to death. She does the taxes for my family and has been for, gosh, I don't even know how long. And she brought up, she's like, hey, maybe you should consider, you know, doing your own taxes this year, or or maybe it was something like, we need to figure out if you have to file independently this year, or something along those lines. Like, it just got into my head. And then also, I got some emails from work and from the university here saying that my tax files were available to use for filing taxes, which I'll get to those forms later. Trust me, we'll get there. Yeah, I just want to explain why I wanted to talk about taxes this week. So basically, since this is our first episode, I thought it'd be a good idea to give you guys a rundown of what the episodes are going to look like. So I want to, every week, answer two major questions that have to do with our topic. But these questions aren't just like general run-of-the-mill questions like, what are taxes? They're questions that directly apply to emerging adults like me. People who are either in college, graduating college, have graduated college for a little bit, or might even be in grad school, or heck, you might be in your late 20s and you still don't know some of this stuff, and that's okay. And then also, I wanted to every week look at the basics of the topic, which I'm going to do with taxes here and I plan to do with all my other topics later. So first we'll do the two major questions that apply to us, emerging adults, and then we'll do the basics. And also I'm going to give you guys some other resources that I found that look like they're good places to go to get more information because I'm writing a thesis paper that's 20 pages long and I'm doing lots of research for it and also writing 10 pages a week for my creative writing minor. So I'm sorry, but I don't have time to be an in-depth uh, expert on this topic. I wish I could be, but I can't. Trust me, I wish I could be an expert on some of these things, but there's just no way that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, here we go. So with taxes, the two applicable questions that I had for us were, one, do I need to file independently for my parents or do they need to claim me as a dependent on their taxes? And then the second question is, are there any student-specific deductions for taxes? Okay, so let's get started with those two questions. First off, do I need to file independently for my parents or do they need to claim me as a dependent on their taxes? So the answer is, it kind of depends. There's a lot of different steps to go through and figure out if you need to be claimed as a dependent on your parents' taxes. And I found most of my answers for this in the Dependents Standard Deduction and Filing Information for Use in Preparing 2018 Returns PDF from the IRS. 
don't worry, I'm not going to spit a URL at you right now. I'm going to save it to the end, and I'll put it in my show notes, which will be accessible through the Undergrad Podcast Lab blog. I'll provide a link to that in the description. Yeah, so on page 12 of the PDF, that's where you start to find the different tests and answers that can help you figure out if you need to file as a dependent under your parents. And there are, let's see six different tests that you have to go through to figure this out. It might be a good idea to go through some of these things with your parents so that you can figure it out. So the first one is your relationship. So the first one is your relationship. In order to be claimed as a dependent, you have to be a qualifying child, and so you have to be a child of your parents, which that means your son, your daughter, your stepchild, your father child, or your descendant of any of those people, which I believe that basically means the entire human race. And remember, the human race would be a son, daughter, or stepchild, or foster child, or descendant of any other person. So yeah, unless you're like an alien from outer space, you're, you will pass that test in some way, for the most part. And then the second test is your age. A qualifying child is defined by the IRS as a person under the age of 19 at the end of the year. And that doesn't apply to me. I'm 21. Sometimes I think I'm 19, but then I'm like, wait, I'm 21. Yeah, so I don't pass that one. But there is a second part of this age requirement. The other part is that you can be a student and under the age of 24 and be claimed as a qualifying child or dependent by your parents, as long as you're still 24 by the end of the year. So I qualify on that part. Woohoo! That means my parents would be able to claim me in this sense because I'm a full-time student and I'm only 21. And then the third test is residency. Uh, A qualifying child must have lived with the filing parent for more than half the year. Now, I know everyone's going to be thinking, wait a sec, I've been at college for like the past nine months. I don't live with my parents. Like, I don't have residency with them. I have residency where my school is. And this can be very important for those people who are doing college out of state. But the point with this is there's a caveat to this as well. You can be you can claim residency with your parents with under the exception that you're gone for your education. There are a whole bunch of exceptions all throughout these rules. But uh, the one that we would care about the most when it comes to residency is education because that means you can still say your permanent residence is with your parents even if you've been at school. Which is great because I don't live with my parents, which is good and bad some days, you know? Sometimes you miss having your mom make you chicken soup when you're sick. But hey, living on your own is also fun because then you get independence. And then the fifth test is support. So with this one, the qualifying child can't have provided more than half of his or her own support for the year in order to be claimed as a dependent. So basically, you can't have paid for more than half of your room, board, tuition, food, whatever else expenses. But do not count scholarships into this when you're figuring this out. Because if it did, then a good chunk of people would not be able to be claimed by their parents as dependents. But anyway, if this seems a bit challenging for you to figure out because there's so many different things that you have paid for that your parents have helped you out with, like medical expenses, um, the IRS has a nice little worksheet that can help your parents figure this out on page 15 of that PDF that I'm referencing. And don't worry, I'll put the link in in the show notes. And then the last test for figuring out if you are a dependent or not, or or can file as a dependent, is that of the joint return. So a qualifying child cannot file a joint return for the year. So basically, you can't claim a child as a dependent if they're married and filing a joint return with their spouse, except under specific circumstances. Remember, I said there are always exceptions to the rules with these. (laughs) Yeah, so the exception is basically that if you are filing a joint return only to claim a refund of withheld taxes from your paycheck, in that case, you can be claimed as a dependent by your parents. So yeah, those are the tests. 
your relationship, your age, your residency, your support, and your joint return. Simple, right? Why are taxes so complicated? Okay, on to the second question. The second question is, are there any deductions that are specific to students? And the answer is yeah. If you look for them and you can find them and you qualify, there definitely are. And so the sources for this question that I found answers from, that is, are from the IRS PDF I talked about and then also from two articles I found online. The first is The Complete Guide to Doing Your Taxes for the First Time by Kat Tratina from studentloanhere.com. And the other is Four Valuable Tax Breaks for College Students by Andrew Josu Wyatt. I think that's how you say his last name. I'm really sorry if I mis- mispronounced it. It's the curse of reading really funky names and then never actually having to say them out loud as an English major. Yeah, and I'll put the URLs to these articles in my show notes as well. Okay, so before I go on and explain these different education-related tax deductions, I need to explain the difference between what tax credit is and a tax deduction because they're actually kind of different, and I didn't realize that until I got researching. So a tax credit is a reduction of the income tax you owe to the federal and state governments, while tax deduction is a reduction of the amount of your income that is taxable. So the credit reduces the amount that you actually have to pay the government, while the deduction reduces the amount of your money that they can tax. I think that's how it works. So the first one that I found was the American Opportunity Tax Credit. And it could be worth up to $2,500 per year. And those who qualify are those who have paid for tuition or other education-related expenses. Which, honestly, for those of us in college, is every single one of us. Because we have all paid tuition in some form or another. But this one is a really cool tax credit because depending on your tax liability and whether or not you owe the IRS from past years, this amount could be refunded to you. At least partially. To be eligible, you, whether or not you're a dependent, must be currently pursuing a degree and be enrolled for at least half time per your college's rules. This credit can only be applied for for four years though, so if your bachelor's degree ends up taking longer than four years, you can't claim it for like five or six years, because I know some bachelor's programs take longer than others. But hey, it helps. And then another one that I found was the lifetime learning credit. So for this one, you could claim up to $2,000 for qualifying education expenses. This credit is not refundable like the American Opportunity Tax Credit, but it's still pretty great. Um, and if it brings your tax liability to zero, then you don't get money back from it, but hey, then your liability thing is at zero, which I think is good. There's no limit on this one to how many years you can claim this credit, which is really awesome for people like me who are going to do grad school, because then we can apply for it even during that program. All you need to do to be eligible to claim this credit is you need to be enrolled in an approved educational university or college for at least one academic period, so for like at least one semester. And also your income cannot exceed $65,000 for this one, but that's just a minor detail. And then the third one that I found is a deduction. It is the tuition fee deduction. You can deduct up to $4,000 in college tuition and other fees. You can take this deduction if you're a student or a student who's a dependent, or even if you're just married to a student, you can still get it. The expenses that apply to this deduction have to be directly connected to your higher education, though. So it has to be like textbooks, equipment, tuition, uh, educational fees at your university, not things like rent and food and utilities and gas money. Unfortunately, those do not count. And then the last one is the student loan interest deduction, and this is 
is really great for those people who are currently paying off student loans. Um, if you made payments on your qualifying student loans, you can deduct up to $2,500 from what you paid toward interest on your taxes. Basically, from what I can understand, this means you can deduct up to $2,500 of the interest you paid on those loans through the year, including extra payments. This might be a good time to point out that I'm not an expert, again, so my advice cannot be taken as like solid golden rule advice, but hey, it's a starting point. I'm just trying to understand this a little bit, and I hope it helps you guys understand a little bit better too. Yeah, but there's a problem with all of these credits and deductions. You cannot claim all of these for the same student and the same expenses in the same year. Only one education benefit can be claimed for each student per tax year. Yeah, so that was the deductions and the credits for education benefits for students. They were the American Opportunity Tax Credit, the Lifetime Learning Credit, Tuition Fee Deduction, and the Student Loan Interest Deduction. I'm sure there might be others out there, but these were the biggest ones I could find. Do, 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 onto the basics. That's right. I'm going to go through the very basics of part of taxes because even if I did the basics of all of taxes, that would take me hours. And I only booked the recording studio for like an hour. So sorry. But hey, I can help you with the basics of some of it. So here we go. And I learned a little bit about this stuff too, which was cool. Yeah, so I'm going to do the basics of what forms you need to do taxes. Well, at least what farmers people my age need to do taxes. And I'm gonna run through these with a little bit of a description from all of them. So first off, there's the W-2 form. You'll get this one from your employer, and it shows how much money you made in the last year and how much was withheld for taxes, Social Security, and Medicare. And if your employer doesn't give you this by like mid-February, maybe go and talk to your supervisor because they're supposed to make it available to you ASAP. The second form is the 1098-T form. A lot of people rec probably recognize what this is, and this is the form where your scholarships, your fellowships, and your grants receive, plus your qualified tuition expenses for that year are listed. So basically, it's your tuition and scholarship money related to the university. And at least in my case, uh, Brigham Young University emails us when this becomes available to us through our financial portal, which is really great, and then you can go in and get it. And it's really great, but it doesn't show like the cost of your textbooks, your supplies, and equipment. They're just not reporting this form, so if you have expenses like those, maybe hang on to the receipts for them to use for those education benefits. And then there is Form 8863. This is the form where you try and claim those education credits and deductions. And trust me, if you think you can get it, look into it. And then there is Form 1098E. This is the form you would use to report if you pay student loan interest, which can help you get that student loan interest deduction. But yeah, this is the form you would use to report if you pay student loan interest. And then there's form 1099. You would use this form to report any income you made from a side hustle, like driving for Uber, driving for Lyft, um, walking your neighbor's dog, babysitting as a nanny consistently, or something like that, because no money was taken out of it for taxes, unlike the W-2s. And then another part of the basics of taxes is even figuring out if you even need to file a tax return. Because some people don't. 
And that kind of surprised me. I thought after a certain age, everyone had to file taxes. Then I did more research and I figured out that it depends on your age, your filing status and your income. But since that's different for absolutely everybody, the easiest way to tell this is to go to a handy dandy little, do I need to file a tax return quiz that the IRS made on their website. And I will be giving you the URL for this now because it's pretty important. Okay, you ready for it? You got your pencils ready? Yeah, you'll be quizzed on this later www.irs.gov slash help slash ITA slash do dash I dash need dash to dash file dash a dash tax dash return. <sighs> I said that all in one breath. Okay, all you need to know to fill out this handy dandy little quiz is you need to know your filing status how much federal income tax was withheld from your paycheck, and the basic info to determine your gross income, which I think two of those will be on your W-2s. But yeah, those are the basics. That's all you really need. And then there's a whole bunch of ways to file your taxes, whether it be online, through the mail, or through other resources. So there's too many of those for me to go into detail. I'm sorry. Just to do a quick, quick review of everything that we've covered so far, I have the main points I've talked about. <laughs> this is why it's really great to have an outline, kids. Like seriously, every single English major will tell you, use an outline to write your papers and to produce a podcast. Anyway, okay, so here's our review. First, we're going to go over those two questions from the very beginning. Can you remember what they were? The first was, do I need to file as a dependent or can I file independently? And this depends on your relationship to the person potentially claiming you as a dependent, your age, your residency, aka if you live with those who are trying to claim you, the amount of support you provided for yourself versus what your parents provided for you, and whether or not you're already filing a joint return with a spouse. Pretty simple, right? When you break it down. And then the second question, are there student-specific deductibles? Yep, there sure are. But you can only claim one of them per student per year. They include the American Opportunity Tax Credit. Remember, that's the one that you might get cash back from. Who doesn't want a little bit more cash so they can get a pepperoni pizza in the middle of the night? Uh, the lifetime learning credit, the tuition fee deduction, and the student loan interest deduction. All great things that you should look into. And the forms that most people need to fill out taxes, as well as the ones that we college students need, are the W-2s, the 1098-T, 8863, 1098-E, and 1099. Uh, for those who are not in college, generally, you probably will just need the W-2, the 1099, and maybe the 1098-E if you're still paying off some student loans. But hey, if you have already paid off your student loans, congrats! Okay, time for those other resources that I said I had curated for y'all. Because who doesn't like more information that they don't have to find on their own? Here we go. Okay, first off, the IRS actually does have a lot of pretty great websites that can help you understand taxes. Because, I mean, do you think they want to be spending their entire time auditing people and stuff? No. So they try to make it as easy to understand as I think they possibly think they can. Whether or not they succeed, I'm not sure. Because I'm still working on my taxes. But anyway, so just a couple of resources that might be really great for you to check out. Um, are www.irs.gov slash individuals slash students. This page has a whole bunch of links to different resources that are really applicable to students and the position of our lives that we're in. There's also this really cool module that they have that teaches you about taxes. It's kind of like the food safety handlers permit modules, but it's for taxes and you don't get a cool little blue card at the end of it. 
But anyway, the URL for that is apps.irs.gov slash app slash understanding taxes slash index.jsp. There's also www.efile.com slash student dash tax slash. This one seems like a pretty good site to look through. I think they might also have a free tax filing service, but they look like have the, they have some pretty good examples. Yeah, I mean, some of this stuff might not be applicable to those of you out there who have already graduated from college, and I'm sorry if you're kind of getting annoyed with the, like, student-heavy stuff, but that's the point of life that I'm still in until April, so... Some of the things I talk about are going to be student heavier in some episodes, like this one, but don't worry. And then there is a pretty great resource that I found on BYU. It's called VITA, I think. It stands for Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. So basically, if you make less than $54,000 a year, you can go to them with your information. And it's, at least here at BYU, students who help you fill out your taxes and make sure that you're doing the best you can. And it's great because those students are getting experience. They're often accounting students, and so they want experience dealing with taxes. It also provides uh, service to the community. If you just search, like, Vita Branch and then your hometown, I'm sure that there's a branch nearby, especially if you're in a college town. And there's also a whole bunch of online filing options. But, okay, here's the thing. None of what I'm about to say is, like, an endorsement or anything, because I personally haven't used any of these, but these are the ones that I saw advertised while I was doing research. And they are H&R Block, Intuit, and TurboTax. And they're out there. There's a whole bunch of other ones out there. Even the IRS has an online filing program that is free to use. Um, You have to make less than like $64,000 a year. So I think most people in my age range will be able to use it. So that might be a good option. Well, tonight I have talked to y'all about taxes. And man, I hope I was able to teach you something. I learned a little bit while doing the research on my own, and it has really helped me to better understand what I'm going to be doing soon with my taxes, especially as I probably leave Utah and go out into the great wide world to find my fortune and fame. Um, And honestly, when it comes to figuring out these adult skills as we are adults and going through life through trial and error, anything helps while we're trying to figure this stuff out. So I really hope that I was able to help you, able to help you even just a little bit, even if it was just those other resources that I curated and found and collected. And don't worry if you didn't catch me saying those URLs or if I screwed them up while saying them, I'm going to make sure I have the correct ones in my show notes on the Undergrad Podcast Lab blog, and I will put that link in the description to the blog. If you have any stories about adulting, whether it be learning how to change a tire on your car, or if it's doing your taxes for the first time, or something along those lines, shoot me an email at idkadulting at gmail.com. That was idkadulting at gmail.com. All one word, no spaces, no capitalizations, no nothing funny. And I'll be putting that in my podcast description so that way you guys also have it there. Yeah, send me funny stories or you can even send me suggestions for future episodes. I've got a few in the works, but there might be some topics out there that I might not have thought of because I know stuff about them already, but you guys out there might not. And that's totally fine. If you guys want me to cover them, shoot me an email. Oh, I'm open to suggestions. That's the great thing about podcasts is that we can do just about anything. If you enjoyed this podcast tonight, please share it with friends, family, cousins, roommates, co-workers, your weird second cousin once removed, uh, your best friend, your sister, whoever. This has been IDK Adulting with Abby Weezer. Thank you and good night. (laughs) 